Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? Today I'm going to be going through another strategy video. Yesterday I kind of talked about my general philosophy for teams who are kind of set up to make the playoffs. So maybe you're sitting at 10 and 0, 9 and 1, 8 and 2. You kind of know you're going to be in. You know what are the next steps you can take to set yourself up for those playoff games and actually bringing in the championship. And now I'm going to shift it kind of the opposite in today's video. I'm going to talk about teams who maybe are on the outside looking in. You're hopeful you can make the playoffs, but right now you are not set up to be in there. And then what are the steps that you guys can take to get into the playoffs to give yourself a chance to win that championship? And I'm gonna start it off pretty similarly to how I started yesterday's video. And that's just gonna to be to emphasize that it's very important to understand your league's playoff format. And so what I mean by that is how many teams make the playoffs? It could be four teams, it could be eight teams, maybe it's 10 maybe it's 12. You really never know. It's going to be different in every single league. And then also, what weeks do the playoffs actually take place? This could be week 16 and week 17. It could be 15, 16, 17. It could be 15 through 18. You really don't know. It's different in every single league. So that is very, very important to understand. And you may think, you know, you're out of the running. You think you're having a terrible season so far, and you could have a rough record. But if you're in like a 10-team league, or a 12-team league, it's possible you have an eight-team playoff, which means you really just have to avoid being one of the bottom-tier teams and could still totally be in the playoff hunt. I think it's very important that everyone kind of evaluates where your team is right now because the overall strategy is going to be different. You know, if you're one game out compared to being three games out of a playoff spot, overall, teams who are on the outside looking in should both be making moves to help their teams in the short term, just at different levels. You know, because if you're only one game out, of a playoff spot, you're not going to be trading away and panicking on all your long-term assets, you know, just to get a few wins in a row with those short-term pieces. Because right now, if you're one game out, you still have an okay chance of making the playoffs with your full roster. And you can really make a strong run if you just, you know, maybe go three and two rest of season, four and two, something like that. But you could gear towards acquiring players with more favorable upcoming schedules. I talked about this in yesterday's video where you can have some you know, mutualistic trades where you're trading, okay, say it's a wide receiver. You have two guys who are kind of in the same tier. One player has a better schedule in the next few weeks, kind of the hunt to the playoffs. And then the other guy has the better playoff schedule. The team who already has their playoff spot locked up should want the guy with the nice playoff schedule compared to you. You need to win the next few weeks. So trades like that could totally be done. On the other hand, if you're a team that's really, really struggling, you may need to make some more urgent moves. And I understand it may be tough to sacrifice you know, some of the stud players on your team, but if you're just not even gonna make the playoffs, it doesn't matter if you have those guys on your roster because you just need to get in. So if you're a few games out from a playoff spot, I would definitely be recommending moving all of the injured pieces off of your team. You know, players like Chase Edmonds, and Julio Jones aren't going to be helping you make the playoffs when they're on IR. I mean, honestly, Julio Jones isn't really helping you anyway, but a guy like Chase Edmonds, he could totally be an asset for someone long-term. You know, if they can wait out whatever the five weeks remaining he has on his injury, you know, that's someone who could be a piece for a playoff team in the playoffs, but it's really going to do you no good right now. Even guys like Aaron Jones and Kareem Hunt, who may be missing, you know, one, two, three weeks, you may need to win right now. You may need to win out. And those guys are not going to help you do that. And overall, I think the best trade partners for underachieving teams 
are overachieving teams because you could really complete some nice win-win trades for both sides. You know, teams who already have their playoff spots locked up would likely welcome some of these injured players to their teams. You know, if I'm 10-0, 9-1, I would love to be trading low for a guy like Aaron Jones and Kareem Hunt. And I'm not saying, you know, if you have Hunt or Aaron Jones and you're not in a playoff spot, don't just give them away for nothing, but you can acquire an asset who may be, you know, slightly less solid on a week-to-week basis, but you just know they're going to be in your lineup. And then I also kind of want to preface this by saying, even though I think, you know, you can make some really nice trades, you shouldn't be making moves for no reason, right? You shouldn't just be making trades to make trades. And I'm going to use a team of mine right now that is currently underperforming. I think this is the worst record I have in any of my leagues, but this is a 10-team league, one quarterback, half-point PPR scoring. And so it's a 10-team league, but only four teams make the playoffs. And right now I have a 3-7 and seven record that is tied for last place. So the bottom three teams all are 3-7. and seven. Right now I'm fifth in total points scored, but I have the second most total points scored against me, right? So if I kind of had neutral matchups, I'd be like a 500 team. I would be right in the running But unfortunately, I've gotten some bad luck. Teams have scored a ton against me in their matchups. That's going to happen sometimes. It's unfortunate. But when I'm looking at my roster, I've got Tom Brady at quarterback. My running backs are Christian McCaffrey, Antonio Gibson, Daryl Henderson, Miles Sanders, and then Sony Michelle. My wide receivers are A.J. Brown, Deontay Johnson, Amari Cooper, T. Higgins, Devonta Smith, and Sterling Shepard. And then my tight ends are Gusecki and Arnold. I really think this is a well-rounded team, so I'm not just going to go out and blow up this team for no reason. I'm not just going to start a fire sale because I do think this is a team that could finish the season very well. Right now in that league, fourth place is currently sitting at six and four, so I'm probably going to need to win at least four of the last five games, and that would even be getting lucky, you know, because that would leave me with, I think, a 500 record. So honestly, I probably need to finish the season 5-0 and to, you know, end up 8-7 and and have a shot at that number four seed. And I am going to make some trades, and it's just going to be going all out on my starting lineup. I think I have some really nice depth on this team, but depth doesn't really matter if I need to win right now. You know, it matters, but I'd rather just max out those starting spots and kind of go for broke here. So I'd be looking to package players like maybe Amari Cooper and a Devonta Smith, for a top tier wide receiver to plug in, maybe packaging a guy like Antonio Gibson and Miles Sanders for an RB1. You know, I've seen some trades in my comment section where, you know, you guys are asking for advice and you're kind of proposing trades where you're giving up a guy on your team who has underperformed. So maybe a guy you drafted in the first or second round, they just haven't lived up to expectation. And it kind of seems like you're frustrated with their performance, but then you're trying to make a move for someone who has equaled their production. So someone who has matched their underperforming production, these are teams that are losing and you kind of just want to shake it up. I would strongly advise against making these trades, right? Because you're not going to turn it around by acquiring someone at the same level. If you drafted a guy in the first or second round and they're underperforming, it's probably going to be tough to make the playoffs. And thus the rest of your team is just filled with studs. You need that upside of the player you have right now So that's kind of the point I'm trying to make here. Don't make trades for no reason. If you have a solid roster and you've just gotten unlucky, that's totally fine. You can write it out. I still think you can make, you know, some little moves here, acquiring players with solid upcoming schedules, you know, maybe packaging some of your depth pieces 
but all of those are relative to your own teams. I think that's actually gonna wrap it up for this video. That's kind of everything I wanted to talk about. If you guys enjoyed this video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. If you guys have any fantasy questions, you can ask it down below in the comment section and I'll respond to every single person. But thank you guys for stopping by and I'll see you next time.